0: Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Bearded Banker podcast. This is episode 13 already. Uh, This one's going to be a little bit different than what we've been doing. No guests today. Uh, We're getting close to the holiday season, and, you know, people are very busy with their schedules, as am I. I'm actually doing this kind of last minute on a Sunday uh, quickly just because of how crazy it's been already with holiday parties and family parties and business in general, and you know all good things, but because we want to be very selective with who we have on and the conversations that we're gonna have, I want to make sure that we're you know not forcing anything. So I just wanted to use this time on this episode thirteen, lucky number thirteen uh, that we're we're doing here today to kind of recap what's been going on with the podcast. We'll talk about the market a little bit and uh just some other miscellaneous things that may or may not come up should be a quick episode we'll see how it goes and um i hope it provides some value to you guys just as an overall review so far so if you've been keeping up with the podcast on these last couple of episodes we've had some really great conversations you know i enjoy having people on and and learning about their story and it's funny because A lot of the people, if you've noticed that have come on are personal friends, uh, either best friends, you know, I grew up with or people in the industry or people I've worked with. And I really learned a lot about their stories. Like it's crazy how well you can think you know somebody. And until you sit down with them and and ask the kind of questions that I've been asking, uh, you don't really know. So that's been truly eye opening. I do want to get, you know, the audience's feedback on the length of the podcast i've gotten some mixed reviews on timing some people were like you know you can keep going go a little longer just kind of riff and let it go and then some people are like you know that 45 minute under an hour is kind of a sweet spot so what do you guys think let me know i'm of the opinion that when we're just riffing and going and jamming and the conversation is flowing. Just to kind of keep it going. And if some of them are a half hour, 45 minutes, that's cool. And if some of them are almost two hours, that's cool as well. It really just depends on the content and the mood of the conversation and and how it's really flowing. So let me know what you think about that. But yeah, just talking about some of the guests, you know, that we've had on, starting with Heather in real estate. We had two real estate people. We had Heather uh, Corrigan. We had Joey Aziz, both platinum producers, and they have their own styles. Um, go back and listen to those episodes, so you can get a feel for that if you haven't already. Really dropped a lot of good information as far as uh, marketing, as far as dealing with clients, as far as teams, and and kind of building. And now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure they both mentioned that they don't really have a team. They kind of do things themselves, uh, or they have people that handle some maybe admin tasks. But when you go to work with an agent, and you're expecting a platinum level producer, you want to deal with that agent, right? And that's what they give you uh, by working with them directly. We had my bro, Josh Maciasan, uh regional vice president, uh, handling investments, life insurance, things of that nature. That episode was really good. I actually had a few people uh, reach out to me on the mortgage side that said, hey, I want to get that license so I can offer that service to my clients as well, which is what I've been doing for a while. Uh, So if you are looking for life insurance or help with your investments, definitely reach out to us because especially if you're in the home buying process, once you get that mortgage, and especially if you have a family, children, you want to make sure that they're always well taken care of. So uh, you know, it's not a requirement, but afterwards, having the free consultation to go over life insurance and things of that nature Investments retirement is always a good conversation to have and doing it while you're younger and and getting a term policy and setting up retirement funds or college funds for the kids is always a great idea so that episode did really well and uh, all of them really were were great you know we had Eddie on my barber I had a lot of people reach out about that and his story and understanding the uh, dealing with clients and pricing and respecting people's time huge. Uh, Episode there and really aligned with uh, a lot of people that are in my network. And even us, with, you know, we have my wife's cleaning company, Tia's Housekeeping, and we've been making a lot of changes and, and strategizing on that because it's been open for, you know, three years. We're going on our fourth year and it's been great. It's been great for the clients and the customers, it's been great for the employees and the cleaners, but the business hasn't really, you know, taken off. The way it should be, the way I know it can. So, we've made some changes. And if you are in the market for a cleaning service, definitely reach out to us and see what we can do because what we do is a little bit different. You know, there's different types of companies out there. There's companies that do what we call surface cleaning, right? So, your Molly maids or anything like that, and it's not knocking them. They provide a great service, but they come in, they wipe stuff down, they're in and out, and they leave. It might be one woman. That comes and takes care of it. And then that's it. And then you have your kind of mom and pop, we'll call them uh, home cleaners, which are ladies that kind of do it on the side. You pay them cash. Um, Maybe not even the side. It's probably their full time job. Uh, But, you know, they're just like, hey, give me a hundred bucks and I'll clean your whole house. I'll do your dishes and I'll cook you a meal. And that's great too. But again, they're not professional cleaners. They're not really deep cleaning and, you know, they're not as reliable with all the bells and whistles as a company, uh, because they just don't have the, the organization, right. The, um, the end support and, and services. And then you have other companies that, you know, deep clean and deep cleanings typically take longer because you're deep cleaning, you're moving things, you're getting behind things, you're, you're dusting and mopping and, you know, doing all the things, right. So that takes a little bit longer. Well, if we've, figured out is where we can services deep cleanings at surface cleaning speeds right so we send a team of 3 to 4 ladies and they go in there and bang it out quickly but still with quality and there is a little bit of a premium for that as far as price because we're sending four people five with a driver who who drives them around to each appointment and it helps with efficiency and and helps them you know keep each other in check so doing it that way has allowed us to uh make sure that the cleanings are quality, right? Deep cleanings, but also it's as little intrusion on your schedule as possible because we're sending a few people and they're banging it out and, you know, half the time or a quarter of the time that would take one lady all day in your house to, uh, to clean. So that's kind of where we're at with that. And that's been great. And we've already seen, uh, increases in revenue and profit specifically over the last couple of months. So, yeah, that episode with with Eddie did really well. We had the People's Herbalist on, you know, my brother Danny. Um got a lot of good feedback on that with uh you know, just holistic health. We had Bill and Boa on as far as marketing and talking about uh influencer marketing and things of that nature. Uh and then last week Rob Mains of Rebel Victory Media, my buddy, uh videographer, photographer, content extraordinaire. And that was our longest episode and it did really well. So, you know, just a little update on what you've seen so far and and how I'm feeling about it. I feel good. You know, the podcast is getting a lot of love. It's getting a lot of good feedback and I definitely want to keep going and I'm not going to force guests. So I want to be selective. And when I have people come on, it's going to be worth it. And if not, it's going to be like this and we'll kind of chop it up with what's been going on so far and and go over uh, the standard mortgage money mindset stuff that we usually do. So that being said, let's talk a little mortgage. Let's talk a little market and updates over the last couple of weeks. Now, if you've been anywhere in the news or on social media, you've probably seen people talking about rates dropping. And it's true. They have started to come down um, because the economy seems to be strong and, and, and on solid footing, even though prices for things are still high. Inflation is still high. The job market is still solid, and the Fed has indicated that they do not plan to raise rates again. So, what happens is when the Fed makes a comment, any comment like that, among other things, the market starts to react based on what they expect and what they forecast for the future. So, because the Fed is saying that they plan to hold rates, and because the news has come out that they plan to drop rates next year at least three times. The rates are going to start coming down to kind of fit into that process. Now rates come down a lot slower than they go up, right? When they go up, they go up quickly. It feels like overnight. That's what happened to us over the last year, year and a half. You know, rates going from 3% to 4% to 8% in what feels like a flash. It's going to take a little bit longer for them to come down, but they will come down. So we're discussing with people what that means for strategy, right? So if you're in the home buying market or you plan to be in the next six months to a year, what do you do? And our advice is is to take advantage if you can afford it. And this is what it's been for the last year. Take advantage of the market as it is now with the rates that are a little bit higher because the prices are going to be a little bit lower. That's just the nature of supply and demand, right? So when Rates come down, everyone's going to get excited. They're going to say, oh, okay, finally things are going to be affordable. Let me get pre approved and let me start shopping for a home. And when everyone does that and there's only so many homes to buy, the demand is going to increase prices. Now, are there going to be more homes? Hopefully, because people that are on the sideline now that are like, you know what? I want to sell or I need to get more space or I need to downsize. As far as my living conditions. However, I don't want to lose this 3% or sub 3% rate to go get a new mortgage at 4, 5, 6%. The only people that are really doing that are the people that are selling that have a ton of equity in their current home, $200,000, dollars $400,000 in equity. And they're taking all that equity and maybe downsizing or going to a different state, you know, where in North Jersey, so things are more expensive here, things are more crammed here as far as space, and it might be going to a place that's cheaper with more land, with more with more space for, for them or the family, or just more comfort as far as uh, the overall expenses. So those people that have equity, they may be selling because they're going to use that equity, $300,000, $400,000 to put down on the next house. And their mortgage being at seven eight isn't as big of a factor because they're going to cut their mortgage down significantly and have a $200,000 mortgage or something like that. Uh, so those people are still selling. But I think we think as an industry that once these rates start coming down, more sellers are going to be like, okay, now I can actually make the move I wanted to make. So more houses should come on the market. But the demand is likely still going to outweigh the supply just because there's been a shortage in inventory, or shortage in supply of housing for so long. So we'll see what happens there. Uh Rates are supposed to come down, which is, again, which is great news. We are urging people to uh, take the par rates now, market rates, or maybe buy down their rate with points a little bit, not anything too drastic. So what I mean by that is if the rate is 8% now, 7.5% now, right? And we're actually seeing rates get into the sixes. Let's just say worst case scenario, right? You're in the sevens. It doesn't really make sense to pay eight, nine, ten thousand dollars right, to get a six and a quarter percent rate, because when rates drop in six months, 12 months, 18 months, you'll be able to get, you know maybe a six percent somewhere in the fives with no points when you refinance and just use that money that you would pay in points now towards the refinance at that time. Now, if you're looking at a property, Or you're trying to get pre-approved for something and you have to be at a certain rate that you have to buy down to qualify. You have to do what you have to do, right? And there still are temporary buy downs and that's still an option. Uh, we've done a few of them. Uh, they're very unique and, and require specific scenarios, usually with sellers concessions and, and, you know, a a good negotiation, uh, for that, but they're, they're definitely doable. But in the meantime, start looking, start getting pre-approved, work on the numbers now you'll get a better deal on a house overall. And then when rates come down, six months, 12 months, we could do a refinance and make sure we get you that lower rate, which drops down your payment. Maybe you get rid of some PMI or something like that. If you're buying with a a lower down payment program, 3%, 5%, 10% down, then uh, it could be a great move. So I say that to say it's great news that rates are coming down and we can't wait. And there will be a little bit of a refinance Boom, not like it was in 2020, 2021, right? Because a lot of people took advantage But at least if you're in the industry or if you're a buyer that closed within the last 12 months, you're definitely going to be primed for refinance. So a lot of times, you know, I was doing a hundred over a hundred deals a year during the pandemic, uh, you know, 2020 to 2022, let's say. And now this year might have been half, but all those people. Are going to be eligible for refinances soon. So what does that mean? That means that if we've done your deal, if I've done your deal, definitely keep an eye on your rate and reach out, uh, as soon as you see some movement so we can, you know, discuss and we'll be keeping track of it too. And you'll probably hear from myself or Kathleen on my team at that point. So all those people are going to be primed for a refinance. And then when the rates come down, more people are going to jump in the market. So I'm expecting another year closer, similar to how it was. Uh, during the pandemic, you know, because it's basically gonna take all that refinance business and then plus the new purchase business that comes in and we should be we should have a good year. What happens after that? we have to see right? things still have to level out. we have to see what happens with inflation and and the strength of the economy and jobs and things of that nature. so uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting uh, to see where things go. but we do think next year is gonna be a good year. Uh, we're still pumping our Hybrid agent program. So if you are a top producing real estate agent anywhere in the country, and if you've ever considered getting paid on the mortgage side of the business, we have a program built for you completely legal, completely compliant. You become an employee of our company, a loan officer with our company. You'll be on my team and we will help you get your clients mortgage services Through you as the loan officer with the support of a veteran team. You know, I've been doing this over a decade. Our bank has been around for a hundred years plus and our executive team has been in the business, you know, decades. So you get all that service, in-house underwriting, in-house processing for your clients where you are really a one-stop shop and you can be compensated for that. So if you're interested in that, definitely reach out. We've seen. Our team grow in doing it. It is very selective. I'm not just bringing anybody on board. It is uh, another expertise. It's another skill set you have to develop. So it's not just like, okay, here are my clients. Here you go. Run with them and do the work. No, you, you really have to be involved, but you have the support of us and and the team. And your clients are coming to you because they trust you and your suggestions and your opinion. And with the market the way it is and with the industry the way it is, and even these lawsuits that are going on with NAR and trying to get rid of buyers agents and things of that nature we'll see what happens there. I'm not well versed enough to have too deep of a conversation there but I will be, you know, we we've we've looked into it and, and kind of seen what happens and what I do know is the industry always finds a way. Right? So if there is some change as far as agents and compensation, there'll be some way that uh people make sure that they're getting paid. Right. But this is another tool. This is another way to supplement some income, especially during a refi market. As a realtor, you could take advantage for all the clients that you've helped find homes and just say, hey, you know, I have partnered up with this, this team over at uh, this company, Brighton Bank, and we can help you with your refinance and financing needs, your purchase uh, mortgage needs. Uh, just fill out this link. It'll be a soft credit pull pre-approval, and my team will take it from there and kind of review and see what we can do. And I'll be here along the way to help you as well. So we do it as a team, and everybody, uh, for the better of the client, can step in and do their part and give you kind of a one-stop shop feel, which is what's happening. You know, the market is going there. Zillow is, you know, promoting their own lending services and making it expensive and competitive for agents to uh, to market on there and other sites like Realtor.com, et cetera. So. Uh, that's where the market's going. That's the service that we offer. It's not for everybody, but it is for a select few. And the ones that we've seen come on board are doing really great with it, and uh, and it helps us as well with uh, you know making sure that the pipeline is full and everybody getting a little piece for doing their part and helping the clients overall. Right? That's what we want to do. We want to help more people get into homes and, and get into real estate. So uh, that's still a great program. Uh, other than that. You know, the, the podcast itself, like I said, great reviews. I'm happy to I'm happy that I started it. I'm happy to continue doing it. I'm happy with the people that we have scheduled to come on probably early next year. So the next couple of weeks are gonna be me talking about the market, talking about what's going on, preparing for next year. Uh and then we'll kinda hit the ground running with uh some guests at the top of next year, but it's been going great. You know, I am looking into now that I'm in it, it's like, all right, I want to see things grow. I want to see things change. Um, I want to get, you know, some introduction, uh, media, some assets, some music, you know, some commercials, some sponsors, maybe find a location where we could do this in person with people uh, in a in a cool kind of setup, which I've reached out to some studios and things like that. So you'll see all that coming. Definitely something I want to do. You know, posting has been great. The algorithm The algorithm has been a little messed up on Instagram. I don't know what you guys think, but I feel like stories aren't getting views. Posts aren't getting the reach they used to get. And I know social media, you know, it ebbs and flows and with all these different platforms and TikTok and Facebook and, you know, YouTube shorts and uh, just the, the short form content in general. Um, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of noise. So cutting through it is hard. But for the people that have been keeping up and have been watching and listening, I really appreciate it. You know, I'll bump into people that I don't expect to to listen or be listeners, and they'll give me some feedback on all the episodes they've listened to. And, um, you know, it's very, very much appreciated. Uh It is another job for me. You know, I do it on the weekends and then have to edit and get everything going. So it is a lot of work, Uh probably more than I expected. But you know, we're not afraid of a little bit of work, that's for sure. So we'll put it in. And uh, you know, the goal is always to stay consistent, right? To make sure that we're doing and uh, you know what we said we're gonna do and, and keeping our word and our commitments and uh and moving forward. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Like I said, a lot of people that want to jump on that have reached out, which has been, you know, I'm very grateful for and, and humbled, uh, that they reached out to me. And then there's some people that I definitely want to reach out to and get on and get their Take on, you know, the things we discuss business and mindset. And uh, it's going more towards the mindset stuff. Uh, the more people I talk to, and there's so much overlap. Even though all these people are in different industries, uh, the stories are, are very similar. And we have a lot of the same overlap as far as uh, advice and how to run a successful business and the mindset you need, the books you need to read, the people you need to network with. Right. So it's been really eye opening. It's been great for me. So I really do appreciate it. And I look forward to the continued uh, success and, and bringing people on with guests and things like that. So, yeah, we're you know, we're really excited and, and looking forward to next year. Uh, the end of the year should finish strong. I do see an uptick in activity in the real estate market and loan submissions on my end and for my team. And I think that's a good sign going into the winter months up here in the northeast, where it usually slows down a little bit, as well as with the rates coming down now, it's good timing to kind of keep that that business consistent. And hopefully next year, which we're expecting, will be a great year to pick up some real estate. Uh in my podcast with Joey Aziz, we were talking about, you know, keeping a pre-approval ready at all times. And I do encourage you. Even if you're not looking, if you're someone that's considering purchasing real estate at any time in the future, or you're someone that wants to buy your primary residence, wants to build a portfolio of real estate, you should always have a pre-approval kind of ready to go, or at least know where you stand. And I, like I said in that podcast, I always have something ready for Laura and I to know kind of where we're at pre-approval wise. So that if something pops up, we can jump on it. And we've actually been, looking back into the multifamily market and saying, okay, maybe we can we can jump back in uh, as far as multifamily and being landlords. And in that search, we came across a single family that we loved um, that we put an offer on. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and then, you know, looking for these multifamily. So just having that pre-approval always ready, you know, December and January in our area is a great time to purchase for a couple of reasons, one, it's the winter, so there's less competition there's less people out because of the cold and the weather to see houses, so you can get a better deal on a house in most cases. two, the people that are listing in the winter, the sellers, if they are listing, they probably have to sell for one reason or another because if they didn't, they would wait for the spring or the summer to get the big you know the best bang for their buck, the best price they can get when there's more competition, right? But if it's listed in the winter, it's something that they need to sell either because it's a flip and they're investors and they need to get out as soon as possible or they're relocating or whatever the case is. So that's a good time to pick a property. And then the weather actually helps as a buyer because when it's rainy and wet and snowy, you could see how the house handles the moisture and handles that weather, right? You could see if if there's leaks, you could see if there's water damage, you can see where the rainwater or the snow accumulates, you know, you can see, you could just have a better feel for, uh, for that property. Because a lot of times when you're seeing something in the summer, it's a beautiful day out, things are hidden, you know, by the sunshine and you don't really get to see if there's anything wrong. I mean, you'll get an inspection done and things like that, but it's really good to see homes in the winter, get the best price and negotiate with a seller that, you know, needs to sell. All right, so these are the times. The last house we bought was in, you know, probably September, October, uh, when we were flipping houses. We always look to pick them up in, you know, December, January, February, March, kind of that first quarter, end of fourth quarter, first quarter of the next year. For those reasons. So, just a little tidbit there. Uh, but yeah, so I don't want to keep this too long. Just want to give you a little update on what's been going on and some feedback on the podcast. Again, I love you all for listening. Thank you so much. And uh, and we're gonna keep. Keep moving along and, and you know, keep having great people on and great stories and, and great insights and suggestions for you as a just a person looking to grow for you as a business person looking to grow a salesperson, uh, an investor, uh, wherever your mindset is, and just handling, you know, personal finance and things of that nature are just being inspired. A lot of these people have very inspiring stories, so uh, we'll continue to grow and push and, you know and take it from there. Uh, It's going to be a crazy next couple of weeks because of the holidays. So happy holidays to everyone. And uh, we will see you uh, next week. I'm going to continue doing them. I might take a break around the holidays. We might put the podcast under some type of construction with everything I mentioned earlier, because now that I'm in it and I was like, you know what, let me just start and start getting some episodes out. Now it's like, okay, I want to make sure that we have you know, some sponsors. I want to make sure it sounds good, looks good. I want to make sure that we have, uh, the intro music and, and, uh, so, you know, spice it up a little bit for you guys so that it's entertaining. Right. And again, sponsorships, some music, some intros, some outros, a good studio, you know, things like that. We're all, we're looking into all of it and, uh, I look forward to doing it in the new year. But for the meantime, again, thanks for listening. We're going to end as we always do. The goal in life is to be mortgage-free, control your emotions, have integrity. If you want to use my likeness, I need equity. And if you're really trying to win, you need to bet with me. Until next week, thanks for listening to the quick recap. We'll talk soon. Take care.